Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. So today we're going to be continuing to think church. And we are inspired by a vision of the kingdom from Scripture that tells us that church is more than a Sunday expression. And one of our partner churches, one of the, my heroes of the faith, Pastor Alberto, their church community, which is a, it's a large church, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not as large as we are, but they have uh, some 53 different expressions um, similar to the loved one's house of different things uh, in the community uh, that are, are just amazing, you know, livable, visible uh, reflections of the, the active love of God. As we're thinking church, I want you to think church, okay? <laughs> I really do. Get off autopilot. And, and I want to remind you that the church is the hope of the world. I can't say that enough. Say it with me. The church is the hope of the world. It's not a building. It's a body. It's the body of Christ. And and the reality is that it's the body of Christ living to do the will and the work of God in the world. So the church is not something that simply gathers passively one day a week. It is the active body of Christ that is alive in the world seven days a week. Our Sunday morning is one expression uh, out of the other six days. And so... God has answered all of the broken in the world in the body of Christ. The body of Christ that was, that was crucified on the cross. Uh, the body of Christ that was resurrected in us through the generations. We look around in the world and we look at all the broken and we say, where is God? And that's the wrong question. We've missed the whole point of Bethlehem. We've missed our call. <laughs> the, what we should be doing is asking the question, where are we? God in Bethlehem put skin on and answered the question of where is God? He's right here. How do we know? We can touch him and we can hear what he says and, and there is a supernatural power and love to it that is a revelation of God. So we know that God is here because Jesus. That was the body of Christ. You and I are the body of Christ. And, and how do we live in a broken world? We live as the answer to the broken. So don't look around and say, you know, where's God in the broken? Ask, where are we? We're AWOL. We're absent in the broken. And we have this whole thing of church, I believe, wrong in that we've, we've dumbed it down, dialed it back. We've made it, we've professionalized it to say that a few people who are, quote, trained should do it. That's garbage. It, we've, we've gotten it all wrong. And I believe with all my heart that we need to re, re- think the importance of the mission of the church in the world. It's the hope of the world. It's not government. Um, it's, not, it's not economy. Here's the deal. So is the economy important? Okay. How many of y'all are going to care about the U.S. economy in 100 years? Where you are. Don't worry about the, they'll, the tech stuff. They'll, they're getting the lights on, right? I might look better in the dark, actually. <laughs> I'm not so sure. It's not the economy. Isn't one of us going to care about the U.S. economy in 2019 in 100 years? But the mission of the church 
and the reality of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the eternal uh, message of salvation in the name of Jesus alone, that matters. And so what we need to do is we need to rethink church and we need to to reprioritize, stop thinking from, from culture. What I want you to do, honestly, is something so radical and so ridiculous it'll change your life. I want you to read your Bible. This is the Word of God. You don't need somebody to interpret it for you. You say, well, I don't understand everything. Well, welcome to not being God. (laughs) Welcome to be a finite being. The Scripture says that a child can understand this. Jesus said in Matthew 18, unless you change and become like a little child, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? It means that we have to get out of our adult, controlling, judging, rational heads and live with the heart of a trusting child towards our heavenly father. And it means that that when you and I start reading the scripture and seeing it for what it says, we're going to live differently in the 21st century. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. Again, remember, everything broken in the world has been answered by the body of Christ. By Jesus in the first century, by Christ in you, the hope of glory, in every succeeding century. Jesus said in John 20, 21, peace be with you. Uh, As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Again, we don't believe the word of God. We, we hear Jesus say that and we think, oh, that's just, that's so nice. It's hyperbole. He's exaggerating. No, he meant what he said. In the exact same way, God sent his love to be a, a physical, um, you know, with skin on expression of grace and mercy and truth in the world, God has sent you into the world. You know, the love wins house, um, you know, is it going to solve all of addiction in the United States of America? Answer yes or no? No, no. <laughs> it's not. And, and so most of the time, our response is, well, if I can't do everything, I'm going to do, which is so, so foolish. Imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine your lungs saying, well, I'm not the heart, and I can't beat and push blood, so I'm not going to do my job. I have a problem, <laughs> a big problem. And, and the issue is not doing everything. The issue is doing something. Because we can't do everything, we usually end up doing nothing. The body is to each part, do its part, and God will take care of, of the holistic mission. So in Anne Arundel County, we have, um, have had the fourth largest number of deaths from opioids in the United States of America. Crazy. So we can't do everything. We're going to do something. And to the 12 women living in that house, it will be revolutionary. They will live with extraordinary love and and we will be family forever. And it's going to be a mess and a grind and it will be glorious and it'll be hard work and and people aren't projects um, and it's going to be amazing. And thanks to your faith, we're getting ready to, to open that place. The body of Christ at work in the world. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Jesus fully intended you to be a world changer. But in order for that to happen, we got to change. Growth means change, and change means risk, and it means stepping from the known into the unknown. And today I'm going to ask you as a church that we step even more, you step even more into the unknown. Last week we talked about endings. 
This week we're going to talk about beginnings, how to become the church. And I want to just share with you uh, three things, and I'm, I'm, I usually try to just have one thing, not because I think you're simple, uh, <laughs> but because we pastors, you know, uh, make things too complicated. Um, but I think you guys are capable of two weeks in a row handing three things. Three? Y'all? Can you go there with me? All right. All right. So, so last week we talked about, um, about endings, and, and I just want to share with you that good beginnings... They're built on hard endings. They just are. Bad endings corrupt good beginnings. But good beginnings are built on hard endings, not soft endings. And the reason so many of us are stuck in our, in our church chapters, in our church history, is because we keep doing what we did in our previous church experience. I don't want you to do that anymore. You're not where you were. You are here. <laughs> you are in a new time and a new place with a new vision of God, uh, God doing a new thing in your life. God is the God of new beginnings. How do I know that? Because you woke up this morning. God chose to weave time into mornings uh, and evenings, into sunrises and sunsets. He chose to express time through seasons of change, and God never intended the next to be the same as the last. And if we will get into the scriptures and actually read what Jesus said, if we will take his words and take them seriously and apply them to our lives, we're not going to do church dumb down and dial back. We're going to realize not only, uh, you know, is the church the hope of the world, I, as the body of Christ, am to be the hope of the world. I got to do something with my faith. So, so I got to make some hard endings, it's kind of like it's kind of like the exercise thing, right? So, so let's just say you know you feel God calling you to take better care of your temple and to exercise. So you're going to start your steps, right? But you're going to take a really soft, you know, ending to to the old way of of not taking your steps. And so you say to yourself, "Well, I'm going to start my steps, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to make a hard ending because it's hard. I'm going to make a, a soft ending, and I'm going to." I'm going to walk to their fridge. It's 32 steps. And if I go there a lot, I'll get my steps in. Well, it's not likely that that's going to result in you running your first marathon. It's probably going to take a harder ending for you to make a better beginning. And the whole journey of the cross is about a high-cost ending that gives birth to high-changed beginnings. It's just the story of the gospel. Easy endings rarely make for life-changing beginnings. And that's why many of us are stuck where we are, because we're unwilling to make the hard endings that God is calling us to make. And we keep doing what we've done in the past. The definition of insanity from Alcoholics Anonymous, insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. I don't know what your church, your past church experiences have been. And you have not arrived in the perfect church. We are all broken people. But whatever your past experience has been, you're not in the past. God has moved you forward. There is a new and a next that God wants to do. We are passing the days uh, rapidly to the point where God calls time, the heaven splits apart, and the Christ who came the first time comes again the second time. And so 
It's time for something new. It's time for the church to realize it's the hope of the world. It's time for us to stop being stuck in the selfish places that many of us have been that's keeping us from playing our critical and vital part in the hope of the world. You are not a sideline player. You are not meant for the bench. You are the plan of God for the, for the redemption and the salvation of the world. There is no plan B. It's not a, it's not a bunch of professional people up here that are, that's their job. You know, in a, in a couple weeks, we're going to pull back the curtains in the Last Thinking uh, Church series. And we're going to talk about the staff and their purpose. And one of the things that you're going to see about the staff is we're not special people. Right? If I were to pull my, my shirt back, you're not going to see any big S uh, below this. And if you did, it would probably be one that said, sorry, because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm just like you. I'm no different. So you and I need to rethink church. We need to, to not think of, of the church of our past or church culture. Now, if you've been a part of a rare movement of the kingdom of God, then, then yes, use that as your launching point. But what I'm trying to say is that I believe for many of us, God is calling us to some hard endings of flying below the radar, of making excuses why we're too busy, of, of being less than what God called us to be in Christ. In Luke chapter 22 the gospel story is, is lived in Jesus' life um, as he prepares for a hard ending that made for a great new beginning. Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives, verse 39 says, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said, pray that you will not fall into temptation. And he withdrew about a stone's throw away, and he knelt down and he began to pray. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, and yet not my will but yours be done. Now, let's think about this. From, from eternity past when Jesus was in heaven, he knew this moment would come. All of his earthly life was prepared for the cross. And yet here he is struggling that his life is about to end. This was going to be a hard ending. Scripture goes on to say that it was so hard that an angel of the Lord appeared to him and strengthened him. And then verse 44 says, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Oh my gosh. This is just a symbol of the reality that good beginnings are built on hard endings. And Jesus was willing to make the hardest of all endings. And from this hour forward in his journey, the ending just got harder. As he, as he was beaten and spat upon, as he was whipped and mocked, as he was crucified and humiliated and drew his last breath. Why? Because of the new beginning that was ahead. Guys, I'm telling you that Satan has a whole lot of us here stuck in a lot of things that we will not let go of. We want a soft, you know, ending. Yes, Lord, I want to be in shape, but I'm not going to run. Yes, Lord, I want to be in shape, but I'm not going to change my diet. Yes, Lord, I want to be, you know, I, I want to be disciplined, but I'm not going to get up any earlier to spend time with you. It doesn't work that way. The more you give yourself permission to hold on to the easy and the broken of the past, the more you're forfeiting the, the greatness and the glory of the future. 
So what needs to die in you before something new can live from God? Maybe you've been hurt in some past church experiences and that's still alive in you and it's keeping you from stepping up and stepping out. Well, that needs to die. Maybe, maybe you're, you know, a person who, um, you know, you're an introvert and, and you're not the kind that's really going to, um, you know, take the initiative to, to be connected or to find a ministry or, or you see a need, but you don't believe you're good enough to, to be a, a part of the solution. Well, all that stinking thinking, it needs to end. It needs to die. If you base your current church commitment and involvement on your past, you may be well missing the kingdom of God. One day you're going to stand before God and and a whole lot of the junk that you thought was important is going to be revealed as not important at all. All that stuff you were worried about, it's nothing. And you're going to see that God gifted you and called you and loved you. Satan laughs at us, guys. He laughs at us. As we, as we look in the mirror and we see nothings, God looks in the mirror and he sees his highest creation, the glory of his love. We, we look at our abilities and we say, I can't this and I can't that. And Satan laughs at us because he knows that we have the word of God and all the promises of God. It's, it's like they, they just recently, you know, told the story in, in, in South Korea of a, of a North Korean uh, lady who escaped and came to live, um, but she, she kept her North Korean mentality. She had been starving in North Korea. She escaped and, and, and lived in South Korea, but she, she starved to death. Every day she would go and shop and, and she would not buy enough food or ask for any help. There were resources available to her to help her live and she died. Because her old way of living didn't end when she began the next chapter. It's like, it's like us starving to death when if we would just open the closet there is, there is food for, for a company. Mark 8, 34 and 35 says, then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples. Again, two groups. There's the crowd, the people who are observing, you know, uh, Jesus, but they're not bought in. They're, they're, you know, they're on the outside of the message. And then there's the disciples. And he said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. That's a hard ending. You got what you want. You, you got a way of thinking. You got a way of acting. You got a way of living. Your brokenness is going to come out of you in certain ways to make you act in a certain way. All that has to end, and it's hard. But, but you not only have to deny yourself, you have to take up your cross. The cross is not a decoration. It's a place of dying. So, so everything that is dead in you has to die. Everything in you that is is independent from God, has to die. And, and you have to take up your cross willingly and follow him. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. That's radical. But most of us as a church in the 21st century, we aren't living from radical. We, we look at that scripture and it's like, it's like some little hyperbole on the edges of our life. It's not the center of our being. It's just, it's just something that we use to kind of get us a little bit further in, in the acquisition of the American dream. The church is the hope of the world. And you 
are the body of Christ in the 21st century. There is no other. And you look around in the broken, uh, brokenness of the world, it's not the government's job to fix that. It's, it's your job. It's your calling. Good beginnings are built on hard endings. And I don't know about you, but I am stubborn. <laughs> I'm just plain stubborn. Now that can be great when it dies and is resurrected as perseverance, but until that point, it's just, it's just some translation of stupid. <laughs> Proverbs says, as a fool, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool returns to their folly. So many of us are stuck in so many things in the past and it's keeping us from rising up and being who God's called us to be and what God's called us to be. So guys, whatever you were in some past church, chuck it. All right, everybody look up here. It's painful, I know. Whatever you've been in some past church, however you did church, chuck it. If you thought your job was to sit one day a week in a chair, throw that idea out the window. If you thought you didn't need to be vitally connected to other people, flush that idea. If you thought there was nothing you could bring to the table that would move the kingdom of God forward, you need to, to throw that out in the garbage. If you thought that you belonged on the sidelines and other more gifted people belonged, uh, you know, at, at the forefront, the leading edge, then, then you need to, to end completely and crucify that way of thinking. You are the body of Christ. You are the hope of the world. You are called of God to, to let all of the old way of your life die so that a new resurrected way can begin. And Jesus showed us if you'll pay the price of a hard ending, you'll experience the glory of a resurrected beginning. And all this really comes down to faith. So number two, if you, if you want more God in your life, add more faith. I think some of us have forgotten that we live by faith. And, and you, you, you have to have faith. You have to have faith. So not what you understand, not what you feel. Again, not what you did in some past church experience. No, no, no. Faith leads you out on the waters. Faith leads you out of your comfort zone. Faith is stepping into the unknown. How have you stepped into the unknown and the next at the church at Seven Run? Are you just doing what you did at some other church? That's wrong. It's not called growth. <laughs> if, if your child two years later is the same as they were two years ago, there's a problem. Right? You don't have to take a baby and, 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 and each morning look at them and say, grow, little baby, grow. You know, you don't gently pull on their little legs to get their legs to grow and, you know, you don't water them or anything. You just keep them healthy and feed them and they grow. If your church experience, if your experience as the body of Christ in the world is no different than it was a few years ago, then you've wasted a few years. You have to have faith. You have to trust God in ways that are, that are bigger than your understanding. Uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we have not seen. So, so I'm stepping out onto the waters. I can't walk on water, but in Christ I can. 
I can't do this, I can't do that. No, 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 by faith, I can. If you want more God, add more faith. Where is your faith? How is your faith, church? The simple reality is, is if an ending doesn't take great faith, there's probably very little room for a great new beginning, right? You know, um, again, for me, uh, I've, I've really had a hard time getting back on my bike, my bicycle, not the motorcycle. That's easy, <laughs> you know? And the funny thing is, the less I do it, the less I want to do it. And, and, and so I'm at the point where I have been before of I have to make a hard beginning. I, I go outside, it might rain. Yes, it does. And I have a hard, uh, 100% foolproof way for handling that. You get wet. Easy beginnings, soft beginnings, no cost beginnings, produce no change nexts. Churches do so little today because they believe so small. Faced with the impossible, it can be hard to believe that, that anything can be different. You may look at yourself and think, I, I can't do anything. I, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I don't have time. I don't have the resources. I don't have the gifting. No. Add faith. In Ezekiel chapter 37, the scripture says, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. Now, bones are all what? Dead, right? Listen to how much the scripture emphasizes the deadness of the dead. He led me back and forth among them, right? So he's walking in the the bones, kicking up the bone dust. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. What does that mean? Dead, dead a long time, you know? And, and honestly, when something's been dead, there's not much hope for it in the short term. But when it's been dead a long time, there's, you may feel a deadness in your life. You may have hoped at some point in the past that God could really do something in your life, but you got disappointed. And so you, you dial back all your expectations. You don't really expect God to do anything supernatural or, or big with you anymore as his body in the world. Maybe you're in a place where the future just looks dead. Well, God has a word for you. And this one question changes everything. And he asked me, verse 3, Ezekiel 37, Son of man, can these bones live? And the answer is, I'm going to kick all y'all out of here. The answer is? Yes. As we look at the future, as we look at all of the broken in the world and the need for Jesus, are we going to walk around with our shoulders down mumbling about how bad it is? And if I could only get my party into government, things would change. And I would serve in the church, but I'm so busy. And by the way, they hurt me in the past. One time, I, I should have been the teacher, and they chose somebody else, and I can't do nothing no more. Find your spine. Stand up. And be the warrior of God that you're called to be. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
The same word that created the heavens and the earth, the same word that you have in the Bible, the promises of God to lift you out of your confusion and fear and sin and pain, to refocus your life so that it's not on simply pleasing your flesh. You have the word of God. We have the word of God and the infinite promise of God to stand on. Prophesy to these bones. Say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. This is the word of God. Most of us here need to become a bigger part of of the body uh, of Christ in the church at Severn Run. Most of us here are living below the radar and making excuses and and not being who we're called to be because we think other things are more important in in the world. Nothing is more important than Jesus. Amen? Amen. The church is the hope of the world and we are the body of Christ. We need to hear God's yes. As you think about what's possible in your life, you need to look at your life and wherever you see dry bones, you need to then look up and, and see the God who speaks to dry bones and makes them live again. Nothing's impossible to him. Remember, think about the possibilities of how God can use you in his abilities, not yours. That's the game changer. It doesn't matter who I am and what I can do. It matters who Christ is and what he's done. And whether or not I have the faith to believe him. So if you want more God, add more faith. If we as a church want to be a more effective church, if we want to save as many people as we possibly can until heaven is full and hell is as empty as possible, our work is not finished, if we believe we can change our region, then we just need to add more faith. And I'm not talking about just knowing more stuff. I'm talking about just trusting God's call on our lives. But if you hear all this and all you do is just say, well, I'll sit next Sunday, you've missed, you've missed the glory of the adventure. Because tomorrow God's going to send you out into the broken world and there's going to be people who need you. They need Jesus. And you're Jesus. And they need a, a healing touch. And, and, and it's you. And your harsh words and, and the people you're mad at work, that's got to end. And your feeling of being overlooked and resentful, that's got to end because love and resentment can't endure in the same heart. And your feeling of hopelessness and and I'm a nobody, that's got to end. And you got to start to step up and, and rise up. Now, according to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, where do we see the work of God in, in the 21st century church? Don't we just see a bunch of buildings sitting empty six days a week? Don't we see a bunch of people aligning with political parties and and making pronouncements that have nothing to do with this? Don't we see a lot of people who are quick to judgment and quick to offend? We as Christians are the most offendable people on the planet. And that's from hell. We are the body of Christ. Sent to be in this world the breath of heaven. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. God's only source of glory is the body of his son. In the first century and the 21st, it's us. So, last week we said, you know, one of the most important questions to ask is what? Does anybody remember? This is, it's okay if you don't, but anybody remember what what the question was? It's a simple question. 
Oh, my heart. <laughs> what is the question? What time is it? Let's say it together. What time is it? It's time to step up. It's time to step up and to start something new in your life as a follower of Christ and in us as a church. It's not time to repeat the past. It's not time for you to live in your old fears. It's not time for you to live with your old wounds. It's not time for you to live in your old judgments. It's not time for you to live in your old insecurities. It's not time for you to live faithlessly. It's time to step up and step into your call. The time for watching from the sidelines is over. The time for waiting for somebody else to do something is is over. It's time to take the initiative of faith. Guys, I'm just telling you, we're going to get to heaven one day and we're going to see a hall of the glory of God and all the power of God and all the power that was given to us and what we could have done, you know. um, It'd be like living in poverty when in the basement it was packed with gold. And, And finally at the end... You know, God shows you, opens the door, and you say, all that was there all the time? Yep. That was mine the whole time? Uh Uh-huh. I could have used that and spent that every single day. That's what I wanted. We have all the precious promises of God. We hear it, and it goes in one ear and out the other. We dumb it down. We dial it back. We... We have some cultural idea of do-nothing churches that are are Sunday morning gatherings and, and Monday morning nothings. The word of God says in James 1, 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And the question is, will we? Will we end our old way of being a, a church of watchers and a church uh, that, that diminishes our own call? Uh, are we going to buy into the culture of Christian celebrity or, or are you going to look in the mirror and, and see the beloved of God? You guys are a threat to hell. You guys have a power uh, of Christ in you, the hope of glory that, that makes the walls of hell rattle. There are visions of ministry in your hearts that can change the destinies of men and women and boys, boys and girls. There's love that can pour out from you that will free somebody from a lifetime of pain. There is, there is grace inside of you that can be expressed uh, in a way that, that, that will echo through all of eternity. There is more ability of God in you than you can imagine. But you've got to step up. End your watching and waiting. Get connected. Start serving. Give of yourself. Live an active love for Jesus that translates into a practical love for people. And realize that stuck things die. (laughs) They do. It's like the, the tar pits where the dinosaurs are. They get stuck, they die. But living things grow. And where you are right now is an eternal opportunity to exercise the supernatural growth of God's next in your life. Think, church. Think of where you were and where you are. Think of what God's done in your life. Think about the truth of the scripture. Either this is true or it's not. If it's not, let's toss it out and let's go earn money and die. But if it's true, let's give ourselves to what matters most for all of eternity. Ephesians 5 says, For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You are light in a dark world. 
live as children of the light. Find out what pleases the Lord. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise people, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Your choices, your decision, your priorities, your investments, they all matter. So here's what I want to say to you. Make the hard endings you need to make. Add faith and step up into your call. I believe with all my heart this is what God is saying to us as the church. And I want to challenge you in the name of Jesus uh, to, to... Ask God in these next moments, what, God, what are the endings that I need to make? What are the loops I'm caught in? Any of y'all remember those little discs of vinyl called records? Any of us is ancient old people ever seen one of those? Right? Do you remember that when the record got scratched, what would happen as it spun? The needle would go there and then it would go, and it wouldn't move forward? What's the loop that you're caught in? Would you trust God enough today to let him lovingly and gently reach down into your life and tap the arm and and get you moving forward into his vision of your life empowered and unleashed on the world? God has a dream of a church that moves freely in his love and powerfully in his grace where everybody who's a part of it is an equal part with, a, with an eternal part to play. There are no lesser people. There are no smaller people. There, you have everything you need in Christ to be his body. Now it's just a question of the will. Will you be his body. Let's stand. If you enjoyed today's message, feel free to share it with your friends. And as we like to say, love well, live Jesus, and believe big.